Welcome to Recalibrate. This is a podcast of Caribou Road Christian Fellowship. Our hope is to create a moment where you get to take a look at your life through the lens of Christ's teaching and recalibrate. Well, welcome back to Recalibrate. We're continuing with our discussion about emotions and how they are something that the Lord has given to us. God has given it to us in His image. And we've already learned that they're very powerful. They help us connect with other people. You know, they just they help us keep in touch with ourselves. They they are a tremendous blessing. But our emotions, if not um, trained properly, understood properly, if focused on the wrong thing, they also can be negative. So that's why we're going into this because we've just lived through a season and. Canada and around the world where we have experienced intense emotions through the quarantining, through the loss of jobs, through the stresses at home. And then on top of it, recently, we've had um, the whole issue with prejudice and racism in society that's come to the top. A lot of emotions out there. And we want to learn how God wants us to use our emotions and work with our emotions to produce righteousness in our lives. Well, Here's another couple of reasons why emotions are important and what the purpose of them is in our lives. Emotions are really important because they often are the thing that mobilizes us and motivates us um, to rise up and get going. You know, um, when you love something, for example, uh, or someone, that love will stir you and motivate you to begin to do things that you wouldn't normally do. It gives you energy. It gives you passion. When somebody sees an injustice, that gets them fired up and going and acting and moving. When somebody is moved with empathy, that gets them going. That gets them moving. It's it's really important to be people that are... Um, motivated and driven and 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 there's a spark and emotions often can be that spark that gets going when we feel passionate about something when we feel angry about something when we feel um anxious about something you know we often think they're negative but actually they can be a positive now you don't want to do everything out of anxiety uh, out of fear but nevertheless a little bit of it can kind of be a little bit of a motivation. I, I think that fear and some of these other emotions are, are powerful tools to driving us into prayer. Often we don't pray unless we have those emotional feelings that concern us, that drive us into the throne of God. So emotions are, are really important in terms of getting us going, getting us moving, getting us acting, when sometimes otherwise we would be very um, plain and very kind of like just uh, steady. You know, sometimes when when everything in life is balanced and our emotions are under control, not too high, not too low, uh, we we continue to just slide and cruise for too long going forward. I heard this thing the other day, which I think is pretty incredible. I'm talking about emotions, and they were saying that the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is actually indifference. And I thought, wow, that's a really powerful statement. See, when you, when you love something, you are motivated to do something about it. But when you're indifferent about something, that means you don't really love it. Nah, I don't know, it necessarily means you hate it, but you're certainly not 
got passion for it. You know, and that's why, you know, recently we've had the whole issue of the, the whole discussion in society about Black Lives Matter and, and, and just the idea that indifference is not an option. If you love your brother, if you love your sister, indifference is not an option. When somebody's indifferent, it means they're emotionally not moved by it. And that means that they don't have love for the thing that, that is in front of them because it doesn't, it doesn't compel them. It doesn't motivate them. You know, I think about somebody, my wife's a teacher, and she's very passionate about her teaching and what she does, and, and that motivates her towards excellence. But you imagine a teacher who no longer really has a love for their job, no, no longer has a love for the work that they do. There's no passion anymore, and they just cruise. They don't really put anything into it. And so emotions are important. They represent heart values, and then when we truly have a heart value for something, we will get angry, we will get um, uh, anxious about it, we will show great passion for it, love for it, and that's okay because they help motivate us in the areas that we love to do the right thing. Obviously, the key is to love the things that God wants us to love and not ourselves, but nevertheless, emotions are really key in motivating and driving us. There's nothing worse than a person who doesn't feel passionate about anything or have a a heart for anything, or have a concern for anything, just kind of there, indifferent to everything. And there's a lot of people in society who are emotionally closed off, and they're indifferent about a lot of things, and that's why you don't see them do anything, produce anything, change anything. And that's not the way God wants us to be. He actually wants us to be an emotional people. He wants us to be a passionate people. And that means we've got to move from indifference to allowing our emotions reveal and drive us in the areas that we're meant to be passionate about. Another and last thing about emotions, why God's given them to us, is because really they are a tremendous way to do worship. When you think about worship and what's involved in worship, worshiping God, and you take all the things that we've talked about and bring it together, people who are emotionally... Um, you know, just not expressive, not in touch, not allowing that to work in their lives. Yeah, their worship can also be quite um, bland as well, to be honest. Now, I don't, I'm not talking about the kind of music. I'm not saying that you have to be really extroverted in your worship. Here's the thing. I've been in services, the singing hymns. I'm not a, I like hymns, but I'm not a diehard hymn guy. But you're in a service and people are singing hymns and they're, they're familiar with those hymns. They're connected to their past. They, they have a history with their hymns. And if you look around, they may not be raising their hands. They may not be, uh, there may be only one instrument playing and the worship leaders kind of doing the old triangular, you know, movement with their hand. And it's, it's, you know, it's all very kind of traditional. But when you look around, you will see intense emotion in people's eyes. Like they just are loving the song, they're loving the words, and they are loving God. And they're singing with gusto. They're singing with everything within them. And there's a passion there. That's worship. And I've been to Pentecostal services even sometimes in our own church, and nobody's singing. You know, they're just kind of watching modern music, contemporary band, doing their best to make it as upbeat and foot stomping as possible. And people are just not engaged. What's going on there? It could be a reflection of hearts. It could be a reflection of a lack of passion, a lack of love for what's going on. 
And when it comes to worshiping God, I don't think God's calling us to worship. Worship is not just a mental state. It's not just uh, living righteously, but that's very important. But then in this expressive corporate or personal worship, worship is powerful when it evolves emotions and it's, it's the whole being. In the scripture, there's people. David, man, he was an emotional worshiper. Remember, he took all his clothes off to dance before the Lord. He he really got into it. He just he just let those emotions flow, and he just expressed his love for God. I think of Hannah when she was praying to God for a son. She was so overcome with emotion that she couldn't even say words in her mouth. Her mouth was just moving. Remember that? Well, that's that's emotion. And I think God. I don't think God's looking for emotion, but when the emotion is a genuine expression of the heart and that heart is of godliness and faith, I think God loves that. The lady who poured her hair on the her, her, her perfume and then her hair on the feet of Jesus, Jesus loved it. Everybody else was really like taken aback. It was an emotional, she was weeping. It was an emotional expression. Everybody else was overcome, didn't want it. And I think all the guys are really... Um, you know, uncomfortable with this kind of level of emotion, Jesus loved it. He said, wow, this woman's pouring out, showing to me how much she loves me. And I, I don't think we need to be emotional in the sense of weird worship. That's why I gave the example of the traditional church, because you can still see the incredible passion for God. They don't just, they're not demonstrative in their way, but the emotion is there, the passion is there, the love is there, the, 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 the fire is there. And so when it comes to worship, emotions are really important. They're part of it. I think you can't worship God. And he said, love me with all your heart, mind, and soul. Soul being the inner being, but also the emotional being. Love me with it all. Just express it. So God gave us emotions to make us true worshipers of him. I think that's the unique part we play in creation is human beings cannot just worship like angels do, but we have an emotional nature to us that takes our worship to a whole new level. Well, listen, God bless you as you think about these things. Hey, join us next week when we continue on this journey, discovering emotions. We want to thank you for joining us on Recalibrate today. For more information, please check out our website at crcfchurch.com.